If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Podcast on the Brink, your weekly dose of Indiana University basketball news and discussion. I'm your host, Jared Morris. Podcast on the Brink is a joint production of the Assembly Call and Inside the Hall. For complete coverage of IU basketball, visit assemblycall.com and insidethehall.com. Hi fans, this is Don Fisher, the radio voice of the Indiana Hoosiers. IU football tickets are on sale now for the 2018 season. Indiana hosts seven home games this fall in newly expanded Memorial Stadium. Don't miss any of the action as the Hoosiers take on the Cardinals of Ball State, the Virginia Cavaliers, and five Big Ten opponents, including Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland, and the Purdue Boilermakers. For ticket information, visit IUHoosiers.com today. Go IU! On this week's edition of Podcast on the Brink, Alex Bozich takes a well-deserved and much-needed week off as he prepares for the unrelenting schedule to come, uh, with the basketball season now getting so close. So it is just me with you this week on Podcast on the Brink, and I am joined by Jeremy Gray, the Senior Associate Athletic Director uh, at Indiana, and we typically do a preseason conversation with Jeremy uh, ahead of Hoosier Hysteria to kind of preview what to expect, to talk about what to expect this season and you know this year really one of the themes that jeremy and i talk about that we hit right off the bat is just the excitement about iu sports in general there's a lot of good stuff going on not just the enthusiasm with the basketball team and the football team but all across iu athletics so we talk about that we talk about what to expect with hoosier hysteria and i know that jeremy's a little bit light on some of the details but you know, as I was listening to him talk, I kind of thought, you know what, this kind of fits the new era of IU basketball under Archie Miller, which is let's you know talk less and let actions uh, speak louder. So definitely a lot to be excited about with Hoosier hysteria, with the team, with the game day experience, and we talk about a lot of that, uh, including some players that he is uh, uh, really confident are going to have big breakout seasons this year and that IU fans are really going to like. So all of that coming here on this week's edition of Podcast on the Brink. And Real quick before we get to that, I want to talk about tickets. 
you know, this is a big week uh, coming up for the football team. Obviously, 3-0, and facing Michigan State. And if you can get there, if you can find a way to get to Bloomington, get to Memorial Stadium, how cool would it be to be there in person if the Hoosiers can knock off the Spartans, get to 4-0, and continue their really strong start to the season because sporting events are always more fun. They're more memorable when you're there in person. But we all know that, you know, getting tickets, it can be complicated. It can be kind of a, a fraught experience online. But that's why SeatGeek is such a great way to go. Uh, and that's why I use SeatGeek. Well, I have the app on my phone. And when I need tickets to an event, you know, to a live sporting event, to a concert, anything else, I'm using SeatGeek because SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. And they do that by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, which immediately helps you to identify the best seats that fit your budget. And the other great thing is that purchases are fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And here's an even better part. Listeners to Podcast on the Brink get $20 off of your first purchase. So all you do is download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code BRINK, B-R-I-N-K, and you will get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Consider using it for tickets to this upcoming IU-Michigan State game or all throughout the rest of the football season and basketball season as well. And remember that promo code BRINK to get $20 back after your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And now, here's my conversation with Jeremy Gray. Jeremy, your Twitter bio describes you as a, quote, passionate fan of all 24 IU sports. I feel like that's a gross understatement. You know, um, if aliens landed on Earth and only followed my Twitter account, they'd believe that IU is undefeated and everything. Yeah, no, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, one who likes going to a different events, pulling for our athletes. And, you know, we just had a great weekend. Uh, we got six W's in different sports. Soccer's ranked second in the country. Women's soccer is 6-1-2, and two, and they've won six straight. Then football 3-0, and and we're heading into a basketball season where optimism abounds for both the men's and women's programs. So it's a good time to be passionate about all 24 sports, Jared. Well, and that, you know, what you just said kind of leads me into the first question that I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, before we get into talk about who's your hysteria, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But, you know, I, I just want to talk about the general feeling around IU sports right now, because I don't, you know, I don't live in Bloomington, so it's not always easy for me to gauge what the general feeling is. But you just mentioned so many of the positive storylines, you know, and there's so many others. You know, Lily King, of course, continues to be a destroyer of worlds. Memorial Stadium has been reborn. The Excellence Academy is, you know, kind of gone from dream to reality. And there are so many more really good storylines, it seems like. Apparently, traffic is even better. Am I right in feeling like we're kind of in a really big upswing overall for IU sports right now? You know, and you don't want to get car two head of horse and, you know, uh, everything can always be famous last words. But you hit on a couple of the touch points. I mean, soccer is a bona fide national championship contender. Women's soccer program is uh, rebounding off to a great start to the season. They're 2-0 and in conference play. That's a very good thing. I think two uh, two very recent hires – um, have got a lot of people excited and Sean to stand with our softball team, which had their best conference season in 24 years in her first year. And they wow. play this completely gonzo style, which has been fun to watch. And then we've got a coach unlike any other in volleyball. And he played all of his non-conference games on the road by design. They went nine and two. Wow. And you know, they might take some lumps here in the conference season because the conference is so dominant. But he's already killing it on the recruiting trail, and he is a personality times 10 that's got a lot of people excited. 
And then I think Jeff Mercer is a phenomenal hire in baseball as well, um, where there is considerable continuity there. And by any metric, NCAA tournament success, conference victories, conference championships, conference tournament championships, Major League Baseball players produced, um, it's by far and away the Big Ten's now blue blood baseball program. So you've got that. And then, uh, you know, I just went to the ring ceremony uh, as the sport administrator for swimming and diving um, as back-to-back Big Ten champs finished third in the NCAA championships. I'm passing out rings to a whole bunch of athletes who are coming back this year, and they might be the favorite to win the NCAA championship. So you got all that, and then you got the – the women's team that just won the WNIT, and I think they got a great young nucleus, and they're recruiting really well. And what maybe has people most excited is a 3-0 and start by our football program. Yeah. And not just a 3-0 and start, but just the way they did it. It looks balanced. It looks, um, it looks cohesive. Um, they've got playmakers in different positions. And the best part about it is I'm looking at who made the tackle and I see sophomore next to his name. I'm looking at who scored the touchdown and he's got freshman next to his name. It looks sustainable yeah. and built for success. And then we're heading into a men's basketball <laughs> season. And for all the talk about Ruby and Lankford, and I'm sure we will touch on him and many others. Yes. They might be returning along with Carson Edwards, Purdue, the best player in the big 10 conference of Joan Morgan, who also just so happens to be a phenomenal leader. And then Justin Smith, I promise you, is going to be an exciting player to watch. And so men's basketball with a great home schedule this year. Um, yeah, people are fired up. I mean, you can probably sense in my voice that like, it seems like every other day we got something cool happening here. So it's, it's a good time to be at IU for sure. It, you know, it really does. And, you know, you're listening at all those achievements and I'm thinking to myself, okay, and then, you know, kind of bringing up the rear here, our moribund basketball team that hasn't made the NCAA tournament in two years, <laughs> you know, which, you know, in terms of recent results hasn't been as good, but you're right. The excitement and the enthusiasm is really high right now because of all the guys who are coming back because of Romeo Langford, because of the gains that I think a lot of fans saw under Archie Miller in his first year, even if the wins weren't there, you kind of saw the process start to be there. And, you know, I'm sensing more excitement for this Hoosier hysteria than we've had for, for you know, in a while. I mean, you know, obviously the, the Hoosier hysteria before the 2012-2013 season was big. What, as we get into talking about Hoosier hysteria now, what are you kind of anticipating or guessing in terms of turnout? Because you have crazies like me who are flying up from Dallas to be there. Uh, you know, if that's any indication, I have to imagine that there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of enthusiasm in the building that night. Yeah, I think there's going to be a ton of enthusiasm. Uh, people are pumped up everywhere I go. People are talking about the team. Um, and, you know, I, it, it's interesting because I, I work here. I think people think that, like, I I respond to all my work emails from basketball practice. So I don't see them all that much. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not an expert on this at all. It's just, you know, the, the best thing I, that I can, I can say is that there is a, a clear process. There's a clear plan. And it seems like all the players are on the same page heading into this year and they're returning a fair share of talent. And then they're adding a great freshman class, a freshman class. that has got a ton of personality too. Now, you know, beyond Romeo Langford and his ability, there are players who play different positions. Um, and, you know, it's just around town. And these, these seem like small things, but my family hangs out at the IU outdoor pool all summer. And you got, you got all of the freshmen hanging out in the pool, shooting baskets on the water basketball goal with little kids and dunking on each other and having a great time. So you just get a sense 
that this is a team that gets along. And as far as turnout is concerned, it's an unusual time at 4 o'clock. But I've actually gotten really positive response about it being at 4 o'clock. I like it. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can get back to Fort Wayne at a reasonable time. Um, yeah, like or, it. hey, you know, students are like, we can go out to the bars after the – like, we, we don't have to – you know, it's, it's not impinging on anything else. And then we got a manna from heaven earlier this week finding out that football plays Rutgers at noon. And so we're going to be able to – uh, to not have the overlap with football, especially with the team that runs the ball so well. Last last week's game ended at 3.05, and we're going to be able to watch the second half of the game on the video board as people are sitting around waiting for it to start. So kind of the pieces are aligning to what I think should be a very healthy turnout to uh, to uh, cheer on the Hoosiers. And um, it's, a, it's an enormous recruiting weekend for, for our basketball program as well. What is in store for fans who are in attendance this year at Hoosier Hysteria, just the event itself? Well, I want to be, I, I, I'm being murky on purpose because I want, um, I want mystery surrounding the event. But I can tell you this, uh, we budget for Hoosier Hysteria every single year. And the amount we are spending on Hoosier Hysteria to make it a spectacular event, maybe unlike any other event of its kind, um, it is, uh, is a market increase over previous years. And I mm. think it is going to be a spectacular and unique show that is very much worth getting to and very much, uh, I think, I think it would behoove an IU fan to, to make sure they are there in their seats by four o'clock. Okay. Well, I will be there. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> um, that's great. And, and it, it will be a shared event with the women's team, correct? Again, is it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what is going to make this uh, a unique and I think spectacular event will also uh, incorporate several elements of our women's basketball program um, who are coming off a great year. And also, I mean, there's going to be, you know, the traditional nuts and bolts of the of the event itself. They're going to be shooting contests. There's going to be dunking. The coaches are going to address the crowd. Um, and you know, there's going to be a banner unveiling for the women's basketball program at the beginning of the ceremony that I know a lot of people who, who follow that spectacular run and really kind of a great story, um, in a rainy spring last year, um, got people fired up. So we're going to be unveiling that banner, but, um, it's going to, it's going to be a fun event. I, I've, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And one of the great things that I think we're doing is we're just not talking much and people are kind of letting their imaginations run wild. And I think on some level, it's building the anticipation for the event. Yeah. So, you know, one question I've had about Hoosier Hysteria, you know, any any event that you're planning, you always kind of have an audience in mind. And what's interesting with Hoosier Hysteria is you kind of have a couple of different audiences. We know that it's obviously an event to get fans excited and kind of build some, just some enthusiasm for the coming season. But we also know how important of an event it, it is for recruits. And, you know, we've gotten into some, you know, discussions both on Inside the Hall and on the Assembly Call just about, you know, what could be done with Hoosier Hysteria. And, you know, you've got, you know, older people that would like to see just more scrimmaging or, you know, see the guys go through drills. And then it's like, well, yeah, but do recruits want to see that? And this is really a recruiting event. From a planning perspective, when you're kind of thinking about who you're planning this event for, how do you view that? Are you thinking about, okay, we, you know, we're kind of trying to appeal to the young folks and, and appeal to the recruits, or, you know, we're trying to appeal more to the older school fans, or are you kind of trying to do a little bit for everybody? How does that thinking kind of go on as you're, you're planning this event? You know, that's a great question. And it is, I think the chief thing that we have to grapple with organizing the event. Um, there are some expectations on what the event 
will be or needs to have from the fan base that I think on some level needs to be serviced. Um, and of the fan base, I think it's really important to note that this is the one event that people who do not have season tickets uh, get to come to every year. And so there is an outsized uh, percentage of fans that this is the one time they're going to come into Assembly Hall that year. So it's a, it's a special thing for them. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's something that has to be noted. But make no mistake about it. Uh, the reason that we actually have this event, along with getting fans fired up for the season, is that there are very few schools that can do it on the scale mm. as far as a fan base is concerned that Indiana can. And we see it as a linchpin in recruiting. And if done right, can be a huge advantage in recruiting. And you could probably go through the list of attendees of Hoosier Hysteria before who ended up committing to Indiana. Um, this is something that Indiana can do maybe between 10 and 12 other schools in the whole country can do. So yeah. it, it's something that you really have to be cognizant of, um, you know, what really tall and athletic people between the ages of 15 and 18 would think of the event. How are the locker room renovations coming along? And are those, are those slated to be done by Hoosier Hysteria? I, again, I want to be murky on the details, but it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, it's going to be really cool. Um, <laughs> And, and, and I know I'm being a terrible guest for you, um, but but we're actually trying to build anticipation for uh, the event and the season itself. But uh, yeah, I, I, the the locker room will take a backseat to no one. All right, now, uh, from from everything that we've heard, that is the case. So let's let's talk about the team a little bit. You know, you started mentioning some names earlier, and you mentioned Justin Smith. I mean, everybody, you know, we know about Juwan and what he brings back to the table. We know about Romeo. Why are you kind of so excited about Justin Smith and what he can do uh, as a sophomore this year? Well, his athleticism uh, was apparent his freshman year. You also saw, along with the athleticism, a smoothness and a level of coordination um, that could portend becoming a good shooter with a feel for the game. So in the offseason, uh, if uh, Alex Sherrill's terrific videos are to be believed... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's already expanded his uh, his athleticism. His vertical leap is uh, uh, just off the charts, and uh, by all accounts, he's starting to knock down deep jump shots too. So it's all starting to kind of round into form. And uh, yeah, really, really excited to watch Justin play. And you know, my my little boy went through the camp circuit this year, and I can tell you, he's just a really nice guy too. So I'm really excited to 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 watch Justin develop and play here in his second year in Indiana, but he's got all the tools. He's got the physical makeup to be an NBA basketball player. And it looks like he's putting in the work to, to make that happen. Are there any other individual players in particular that you kind of feel are flying under the radar a bit uh, that, that you think are, are poised for a breakout this season that people may not be expecting? Well, uh, I think Fitzner is going to really help. He can knock down shots. Um, just walking across the court, that's evident, and he's got size. I think he's going to be utilized really well. I think he's somebody to watch. Um, a player, I, and I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't have these kind of conversations with the coaching staff, but I can tell you a big personality who's going to bring effort all the time, um, a di different in physical makeup, of course, and who knows if he'll be as productive. But I, I mentioned it on Twitter this week, and Forrester, I think, is a – is a uh, player that fans are really going to gravitate toward his attitude on the court. He's got a little bit of that AJ Moye thing about him, hmm. you know, where 
he's going to go all out and he's going to scrap and claw. Um, it's my understanding that Hunter is a, a really good player as well. Uh, under the radar, it's kind of funny because he was a fan favorite last year, and now people aren't talking about him. But Roberts is going to be a really useful piece again. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, you just don't hear that much about him. But he's a guy who you can't keep him on, off the floor. I mean, he's just, he makes plays, he does those, those extra things, and he is productive. And I think he's a giant pain in the neck to play against. And whenever you do that, there's a, there, there's a place on the floor for you. So I think he's somebody else to watch as well. We've seen so many improvements to facilities. I mean, you know, across the athletic department, but of course, basketball specifically, Cook Hall, the updates to Simon Scott Assembly Hall, the locker room renovations that we talked about earlier. Is there anything else kind of in the works, kind of on the horizon that, that is basketball specific that is worth mentioning or even that's able to be mentioned right now? Or is that, you know, just kind of keeping focused on, on what's in the works right now before looking ahead to anything else? Uh, that, that's a good question. And the, the, the answer that I'll give is I don't know, but I do know this. Um, I think for probably too long of a period of time, uh, there was a, a thought that you build a facility or you do something and then you just kind of sit on it and kind of claim that it's done. That mentality is no longer the case. So even if it's just updating the wall graphics regularly, they go on the wall or making something that was already good a little bit better. I think Indiana in recent years is much more committed to that idea than before. Um, so we don't get into the situation where we don't, you know, expand Royal pool to make it Olympic size when you have doc councilman as the head coach and then swimming passes us by. I think those days are over. So um, we're constantly looking ways for, for us to upgrade and improve what we already have. But as far as a large scale project, there's not one, that I know of that is on the horizon. I mean, and you've taken care of so many of them. I'm not really sure what it could be uh, anyway right now. Um, it, in terms of the game day experience at Simon Scott Assembly Hall this year, any any notable changes to what's planned there? Uh, and again, you know, if you don't want to give that information because you're trying to kind of build the anticipation, that's totally fair. But I figured it's worth asking. No, no. I wish I could say something that cool. Um, it, but in all honesty, and this is going to come off like we're cramming for finals, it's like we knock off the football experience uh, at the, you know, in August. And then we were, we dig in on the basketball experience after the first football game to get that set. So we have not made any final decisions, but there are always things that we are, we are, uh, looking to tweak and improve. And we are, we're, we're super excited about the home schedule uh, yeah. this year. A lot of great games on the docket. Um, and, um, we think that the product on the floor is going to be both good and exciting to watch. And so, we anticipate really good crowds at uh, Simon Scott Assembly Hall this year. One last question for you here to end on, and it, it's kind of more on a personal level for you, and you even alluded to this earlier. You know, I saw that you got uh, the ring commemorating the back-to-back Big Ten championships by the IU Swim and Dive team. At least I think that's what your your tweet indicated, that you actually received that ring. Is it normal for you to get a ring like that for to kind of commemorate championships from the team? And what, what does something like that mean to you, even just the experience of getting to be part of a ceremony like that? No, that's really cool. Um, so I am the uh, sport administrator. So every sport at IU and every other school actually has a sport administrator that they report to who then reports to the athletic director. And I'm lucky enough that I've got swimming and diving. 
Um, and it's always great to do like an annual performance evaluation of your head coach. And you're like, yeah, you're the head coach of the United States diving program. It seems like you're good at your job. So I've got it pretty easy. I've got it pretty easy with swim and dive, but yes, that's actually a very typical thing, uh, that they give support staff rings as well. So the academic advisors, uh, the athletic trainers, the strength coach, those type of people get to join in the celebration. And I think, um, you know, all of us here have little cases where we kind of gather those things. Um, and it's, uh, I, I think it's, it, it's a great thing that builds a rapport within a department as well. Uh, but I just got, I just got lucky that I'm the guy for swim and dive and they go faster and dive into the water prettier than everybody else. And so, uh, it's, it's becoming a matter of routine for them, but it's a, it, it's a very special thing, but it would be really, really nice to get a basketball one here this year. Yeah, no, that's a that's a heck of a program to be a part of, no question about it. Well, Jeremy, we always appreciate you taking some time for us before the season to just kind of let us know what to, what to look out for, what to expect. And I know everybody's really excited to see Hoosier Hysteria. And Hoosier Hysteria, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it can be streamed on the Big Ten Network, correct? For those who are out of market, you just need to be, uh, sign up for the BTN Plus account, their online account, I believe. Correct. And I don't want to oversell this uh, product, but I know in like in 2008, when that first started occurring and it was before streaming services were widespread and it was through your laptop computer that it had a lot of hitches and glitches to it. Um, it's a pretty well run thing right now. So I think even if you can't make it to, to Hoosier Hysteria, or to, to Hoosier Hysteria in person, uh, it's very much worth following. Uh, through the the live stream of the event. And I know that the media school and the Cuban Center, they do a really good job of making that a first-class broadcast. Yep. Very cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you. Uh, look forward to, to seeing you at Hoosier Hysteria and hopefully to having a great IU basketball season so they kind of catch up with all the other sports that are doing great <laughs> for the Hoosiers yeah, this year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really optimistic about IU hoops this year. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And it's a, it's, it's a good group and very much, very much worthy uh, of fan support this year. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us. No problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast on the Brink. We always appreciate you being here. To get more from me and from Alex, visit assemblycall.com and insidethehall.com for complete coverage of Indiana University basketball. If you liked this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or family member who loves IU basketball as much as you do. You can also support the show by leaving a rating and review on iTunes, which helps us get the word out to more IU fans like yourself. We will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, as always, go Hoosiers. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 